You're listening to to the Show We Go Baseball podcast. going on everybody uh we're episode seven now um if you haven't gotten a chance to check out episode six of to the show we go with ed han and myself uh we had noah dean on who was a uh, sneaky funny guy ed what would you how would you describe noah dean i want to hang out with noah dean i want to just like go to a trivia night or something with him and just hang out like he's, he just seems like a cool guy yeah bingo apparently down in fort myers is his thing so um that's somebody that we're definitely going to have on again in the future we're joined by another uh red sox former draft pick cole cottom uh university kentucky guy which uh i guess it's mizzou kentucky week right now but um i guess we'll, <laughs> we'll let it slide but cole how's uh how's everything been going oh it's been great it's been great i uh hope the cats win on saturday but uh it's hopefully better than last week that's for sure yeah, I uh, Mizzou's coming off a loss against LSU anyway, but uh, yeah, but I, I guess I, I kind of want to dive into it because uh, like we were talking a little bit before, I, I missed you by a year in Worcester, um, but how has this year, I guess, just been going for you like post Red Sox? You know, it's it's been great. Obviously, uh, I miss the guys, miss the guys over there and uh, still keep in touch with a lot of them, but Man, it's been been such an incredible year. I think so. Um, you know, after I left Fort Myers in uh, in February, March, whatever it was, I, I got to spend two more months at home with my uh, newborn daughter, my wife, and uh, and just get ready and just kind of explore. You know, everything about um, my career with baseball and all that. And I ended up playing in the Atlantic League uh, this season. Um, loved it. I mean, just a very unique experience for sure, but uh, such a great group of guys. Um, had a had a great staff there, and just a very fun, very fun, exciting, exciting year. How um how did you go about the process of leaving the organ the Red Sox organization and then finding uh, finding the Atlantic League? Because I um, I remember talking just after it happened with you, and it seemed like it was your it was your kind of, it was your call to um to be released. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, credit to uh, to the front office. You know, they were very honest with me with my position for that year um, and the standing I had in the organization. So I, you know, very, you know, they were they were nice enough to let me go as well. You know, they didn't have to do that. Um, and like I said, you know, it kind of it gave me that time with with family afterwards. So once you know, it was the hardest decision I've made made in my life probably to to ask for my release. But you know once once that door closed there's so many more that opened and so i was very very thankful for that and that's you know time time i'll always have with uh with my family but but yeah so i you know i once i once after my release and became official you know there was a lot of teams that were calling on the independent side and um and overall you know one of my best friends uh luke becker went to kentucky with me he played for the for the manager uh in frederick uh the year before in lexington so i was um you know, set up that way and got into contact with him and uh, ended up playing, playing there. I want to say congrats, by the way, on becoming a dad. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I feel like that, uh, I I guess, first and foremost, like how, how is it being a dad now? Man, it's incredible. I, I, unfortunately during the season, you know, I, I had my wife come and visit with, with my daughter and everything. And, you know, I came back sparingly, but 
you know, once once the season ended, I'm in full uh, daddy daycare mode here. So it's uh, it's been good. It's I think you know I had a taste of it with with the first little bit, but once once the season ended, I came right back into the fire. So, but couldn't couldn't be better. Couldn't be more exciting. Just truly, as hard as every day could be, it's so much better. You know, with with her. So. And that, that kind of, uh, I had a, a, another question like tailored into that, that you kind of touched a little bit on is how difficult was that, I guess, to be away from the family at times and um, just having like a, a young child and uh, playing baseball? Like, was it a little tough to juggle at first? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, you know, it, it obviously wasn't easy, especially, you know, I, once she was born, I went back down to Florida, you know, leaving a newborn was was really difficult. Um but man, my I cannot under, understate how I can't I can't tell you how incredible my wife is, and she's just she is an absolute superwoman, you know. Being I mean the the stuff that she's gone through with all this, and you know supporting me the entire way. There's you know no words I can really describe it, but it, it was really difficult, and you know, but she made it so much easier, and you know, fortunately, you know, Facetime and everything, and so many pictures, and um, she you know completely changes her schedule to come visit and bring bring in our daughter, so. Uh, but it was really difficult, man, and one of one of the toughest. But you know, it made it made the year so much more special. I think for sure, especially the way, you know, it could have been such a challenging year with you know leaving the Red Sox and going to independent ball, and um, you know, but having having them with me the way with through the way and you know come and visit and everything was was so much so much incredible. It's just incredible. How uh, how did you like Frederick? I have um, some very fond memories. My dad lived there for um, a few months when I was. 10 or 11 and we saw the frederick keys play there um i think they were the minor league team for the orioles at the time um i, I just remember it being a really like the fans were really good it was a nice stadium um i remember seeing some guys like Jason worth was playing there and showing figgins and some guys uh that you know ended up being real ball players uh but how how was the environment there how was the city and how does indie ball compare to um to affiliated uh, minor league ball, you know it, it's it's a different right. Like they're the the stadiums are obviously smaller, um, but you know the fans are great. And I think uh, Frederick, you know, unbelievable city. I was very honestly surprised. I, I I when I was in Salem, we missed that. They were still an affiliate at the time, but I, I didn't go there. Um, and man, it was it was a great city, great great setup. Um, the the fans were great. You know, it was you know we had some good crowds, some good weekend crowds, but. Um, overall, the league, I mean, there, there are certain places, you know, there's Lancaster, York, um, a lot of places get, you know, five, six, seven thousand, stuff like maybe more. I mean, they they really care about it. And I think um, that makes it that makes it special, too. You know, there's some certain days, you know, the Tuesday after a, a long trip that, um, you know, you could just wash off. But, man, it's the the fans made it a really fun year and they, they do some interesting promotions and, you know, they, they really get into it. So it's a really it's a special brand of baseball. Like uh, what kind of promotions do you remember there? Like what, what stands out when you say that? Man, we had, we had some uh, musicians come. We had, it's just, we had like, you know, the normal, a lot of it is probably similar to minor league baseball. You know, you, you just kind of see a lot of it with, you know, the themed nights and, and everything like that. But they, they just do a lot, uh, a lot of the same stuff with that. But, you know, there was, there was some, there's some craziness, you know, concerts before the game, concerts after the game, like on the, on the dugout. So, you know, they just do a really, really good job with that. I, I wanted to ask you this, and I think a lot of people don't, I guess, know this answer either, but what is your day-to-day -day like in indie ball? Like, is it a 
really different compared to affiliate ball or is it pretty much status quo? Uh, I would say it's, it's a little different, but you know, very, very similar, you know, you have, you get to the field kind of when you want, when you need to, to get ready for the game. And, you know, you do, you do BP, you know, on field practice, stuff like that. Just kind of what, but it's a lot more at your own pace. You know, our, my manager, Mark Nikazi was, was awesome with that. You know, it was very much a, um, at your own pace, whatever you need for the, to get ready for the game, whether it's a lot or a little, just kind of day to day. Um, and especially being able to play every day was, was awesome too. So, you know, there's certain days when you're feeling great and you're, you know, maybe doing a little bit more, a little less, but it was very much kind of how you feel and, uh, and got to have free reign with that. How, how did your season end up going? Uh, I think, I, I believe I read somewhere that you were an all-star there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a very good year. So it was, uh, it was fun. I mean, you know, it was, it was being able to be able to get at bats every day and play every day, catch five, five, six days a week. So it was fun. I think, uh, you know, play a little bit of first as well. And, you know, just tried to try to get some reps over there when I could, but it was, it was a really fun year. I think being able to be around that group of guys just made it, uh, made it that much easier. I've done some thinking after uh, me and Ed have interviewed a few guys from the 2023 Red Sox draft class. And then we just interviewed a guy today from the 2022 draft class. Are you still close with the guys from your draft class? Oh yeah. I mean, um, let's see. Feltman, uh, Thad War, both, both who are with, are with us anymore. Granberg, Grant Williams, um, all those guys, even uh, JD. So we talk, uh, but you know, like Fitz was there. Uh, he wasn't in that draft class, but he signed that year at Indie Ball. Um, man, yeah, there's there's a lot of guys. Cassis, you know, we we chat every once in a while on Instagram. But man, it's it's a really. Uh, I think we had a good group of guys, and so being able to stay with each other, you know, most of the years when we went up through the system as well, we kind of all uh, all progressed the same. So it was it's a we still talk quite a bit. How much of the 2023 Red Sox season were you following? Oh, man, I mean, quite a bit. I think, you know, with uh, with Cassis, JD, um, you know, Hauk, all these guys on uh, playing every day, it's, you know, fun to watch. You know, a lot of – I mean, I know most everybody. I mean, I know they made a lot of moves um, right before the deadline and switched, you know, DFA'd a lot of guys. But, um, you know, I, I did watch quite a bit of the year. No wrong answer on this, but just from working with him, seeing him pitch as much as you have, Tanner Hauk, starter or reliever? I'd say starter. I mean, his stuff's way too good to only use him for one or two innings. I mean, that it's just, he's just nasty. So I think being able to get the most out of him you can is going to put him in a good position. Yeah, that was that was the right answer, by the way. Uh, <laughs> good. I, yeah. I, I feel like I. I mean, I grew. I went to high school right next to him in St. Louis, and then I mm-hmm. uh, watched him at Mizzou, obviously. And I feel like I've been watching him start since I was probably twelve years old. So. That guy is – he's got some stuff, man. It's its fun to watch, and I agree with you. It's just like it's so tough to only want to see that for an inning or two. So, um, But I, I guess I wanted to kind of pivot as well. So do you – have you been following like at all like any of the, the Woo Sox as well or any of the, the affiliates that you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think I probably know more guys on there than than uh, even the Red Sox. So I've been, been following quite a bit. All right, so this was my first year to be around Chad Tracy and that whole staff. And and obviously, the sad news today with uh, Paul Abbott and Monville getting let go. But uh, do, what were some of your, like, good – like, I guess some of your favorite memories from uh, your time in Worcester? Oh, man, I mean, there's there's a lot, I think. But uh, Trace, man, he's he's an awesome manager. I think, you know, he's a, he's a perfect combination of – 
you know, he, he wants to win more than anybody, but, you know, we'll do anything for the players. So he's a, he's just an awesome, was an awesome guy to play for. Um, but we, we had a lot of fun times. I think, you know, we, we won a lot of games when I was up there, but man, the, the, what I'll miss the most is the guy, the guys up there. I mean, the, the stadium itself is probably the best stadium in minor league baseball and, you know, they get more fans than anybody. So it's, that's special in of itself. And I think, you know, the first game I was up there was a day game, game before it got rained out, but I think, but it was a day game and, you know, Saturday at four o'clock, something like that. And man, it was, there's 10,000 people there. And I was like, man, four o'clock on a Saturday, you know, and it only got better. I think, you know, there's certain days of the week that traditionally minor league stadiums don't get a lot of fans, you know, maybe like a Tuesday, Wednesday, um, closer to the weekend, obviously get more, but man, Worcester just packs it through and through. So I think the stadium, the fans and people are probably the best, the best part of that. Now there's, there's not a wrong answer here. I'm going to ask you this because um, I saw what, what was your, which one did you like better playing in Portland or Worcester? Oh man. I, again, they're completely different. I think Portland's more of the old school. Uh, Worcester's very new, but um, I, I'm not really sure because I, I was in Worcester for, you know, two or three months and was in Portland for almost a full year probably. I think I was probably more comfortable in Portland. Um, it's just so different, I think. I think if you're looking for, like, the big crowd, big roar, Worcester's the the flashy lights. But if you're looking for, like, an old school, like, every fan is into it 100%, Portland's the way to go. And it's, it's a very unique stadium, both of them, you know, respectfully, because Portland has the monster, has the bullpen above right. You know, Worcester's a very new um, new stand, big scoreboard, everything like that. So it was really – it was a super – they're, they're so different and so perfect at the same time. Going to indie ball, what did you find to be the biggest difference between uh, like affiliate ball and, uh, and that? Um, that's a good question. I'm not, you know, the, the biggest thing's probably, you know, you're not playing GM all the time. You're not sitting there just like looking at who's in front of you, who's behind you, everything like that. It just kind of, it's like, man, just go out and have fun. And that's kind of something that was very unique in that situation, right? Because any ball, man, it's just, you know, it's a grind. You go out there, you play and try to have as much fun as you can. So I think that was what I was looking for in it. And that's kind of what I got was, you know, being able to play every day for the first time in my career and, you know, just go out and have fun again and not, you know, look at the numbers, not, you know, look at all this and that, just try to win, try to have fun and, you know, just go out there and play baseball again. How much of a challenge was that for you um, with the Red Sox and competing with, you know, like you guys, it's, it's an iron sharpens iron situation, but you're still competing for playing time with other guys. Um, did that start to take a toll on you? Yeah, I'm sure it does with everybody. And I think, you know, everyone would say, you know, they try to do their best not to not to let that affect you. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, in minor league baseball, you know, in which almost everything else, there's a lot of politics involved and stuff that's out of your control where I think, you know, in an indie ball setting when, man, it's just you perform, you do well, and you, you have fun with it. There's not kind of that overarching politics of it, which I think falls into quite a bit more than minor league baseball. But it's like, you know, I think trying to get yourself to stay away from that uh, is everyone's goal. But, you know, obviously people fall into that trap all the time. You just brought up something that I uh, they, they, I kind of remembered something. So um, I remember at one point in the season after Stephen Scott got called up to Worcester, um, I had talked to him about just, you know, getting put, say he had three catchers at the time in Worcester and he wasn't really getting any, any playing time at the time because uh, Oso was absolutely on fire. But um, 
I remember talking to him. I said, hey, you know, after they drafted Kyle Teal, a, a catcher in the first round, and he was already up to, I think he was in Greenville at the time. But it was kind of asking him, like, is that something that you, like, are very aware of? And he's like, oh, yeah. Like, so if you were still in the system and you were a catcher in Worcester and you were kind of like, oh, this guy's right on our tails in, in Portland, that's that's on your mind? I, th- I think it probably is, like, away from the game itself. And, like, obviously when you're in the game, no one ever thinks about stuff like that. It's just compete as much as you can. But uh, but I'm sure, of course, I mean, you know, somebody would lie if they say they wouldn't think of that. I'm Scotty's Scotty wouldn't lie about that. He's the best. But Scotty's uh, awesome. Just, just awesome, man. So happy for him with with the success, and he let let him play a little bit. Dude starts raking, so it's good. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, but no, I think everyone, you know, probably thinks of that in the back of their mind at some point. But again, you try not to let that affect you, and definitely try not to let it affect your play. But, um, but it's probably there. Now, do you have, feel like your mentality has changed after this season? Um, that you do you feel like you're kind of like your head's clear and you're. Like you're kind of playing the game more like it's supposed to be, or like what? Where where are you at now? Like how are you feeling about the off season? Yeah, no, I'm I'm back in Knoxville, but I but I think 100. Uh, percent I think you know I went into the season, um, you know, looking for that, looking for just kind of the the reset, have fun, you know, play every day kind of mentality, and that's kind of what I got. You know, I was able to, you know, it was kind of you know betting on myself situation where you know I asked for my release, and you know it was very um you know it was a very scary decision and so you know leaving that and having to go play independent ball but it was you know I was, ha- I was super happy with it um you know off the field and everything you know like I said being together with my family but you know on the field it was really kind of a scary moment because it was like man I'm leaving my I'm leaving the direct path to my dream to go bet on myself to make it maybe a little bit better uh somewhere else so I think you know that's kind of exactly what I got, and you know where I'm at now, man, is just I, I had a lot of fun playing this year, and I'm hoping to carry that over with wherever I play next year. What uh, what kind of options are you, I guess, looking at for next year? You know, um, whenever you know, I think the World Series ends or whatever. Um, I think you know, just going to look for a job in affiliated ball. You know, my agents talking to a few teams, and I think during the season, you know, there was probably four or five teams that were. Uh, we're interested, you know, just whatever, for whatever reason didn't work out. But I think, you know, just try trying to get that and then see what, see what doors open there and, uh, and kind of go, go from there. What is the quality of pitching uh, like there um, by comparison to um, affiliate ball? Like um, are there, are these guys that are like ex minor leaguers, ex major leaguers, ex college players? Like what's the general uh, skill level? Oh, it's, it's good skill level. I think, you know, there's quite a bit of ex big leaguers. Um, um, almost everybody is a former, former affiliate, you know, double A, triple A. Um, you know, there's, there's probably a few guys per team that are just, uh, you know, have, have Atlantic league experience. Um, but most everybody is a former big leaguer, former, you know, high minors guy. So, um, and it was really, it was good competition. And I think that was kind of a surprise to me as well, which was, uh, which was a great surprise because, you know, it gave our team better better players as well, but it was, uh, it was really, it was good competition. I think we had a lot of guys, even, you know, on offensively throughout the league that were, you know, a lot of big name ex big leaguers and, you know, having, having guys with a lot of experience was good. Was there anybody that either on your team or that you were playing against where it was just like, what are, what are you doing here? Like, why aren't you with a big league team right now? Man, there was honestly, there was quite a bit. I think we had, we had a guy on our team, uh, Leobardo Cabrera. He was, uh, you know, he's his brother is the outfielder for the Yankees. And, you know, he hit 34, 34 bombs at 300 with 20 bags and still there. So, you know, 
um, you know, there's a couple other guys, but that was the first that came to my mind. Just a lot, a lot of pitchers that were there that were just, you know, way too good for the league. So it was very, uh, you know, very, very fun, very competitive. And that's kind of, you know, all I could ask for that. I was pretty amazed when the Red Sox signed two indie ball guys this year, one of them being mm-hmm. Kyle Bearclaw, and he comes over to the to Worcester and he wins their Pitcher of the Year award and he dominates in Worcester and he obviously get, gets called up to the big leagues. But I'm just like, this guy was was in indie ball like two months ago and he comes over and he's already he was eight and oh and he had like a two ERA and and starting after he was relieving for his whole entire career. It's it's insane. Yeah, we actually faced him. Uh, very thankful that that was one of the days I had off. So uh, <laughs> I actually uh, caddied for my brother that morning, so I had the day off. So it was, oh, it was good. Nice. But man, he was he was good. He was special. And uh, it's it's guys like that they had in the league. Um, and you know that's a that's a goal right there. Is you know somebody sees you, you get picked up, and you get put in a position to to succeed in affiliate ball. So when they um. When, when you go sign there, are you are they providing housing and like room and board and that stuff, or is it like they provide a spot on the team and you kind of have to pay out of pocket for the rest of it? Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, he'll. Uh, I think with most teams, they provided somewhere to stay. Um, you you had to pay for it, um, but with you know pretty good pretty good discount. But but it's still it's still quite a bit of money, and you know I think that's kind of you kind of go. You're not really going there for uh, to make money. That's for sure. It's yeah. Just you know, you're kind of like everyone in that league, I believe, is just, you know, um, and, you know, trying to bet on themselves and, you know, get out of there. And I think you ask any coach in the league, any any player, you know, the goal isn't to be a Atlantic League all-star, Atlantic League lifer. It's kind of to get out of there and get to get to the big leagues. I, I may have missed this, um, and I'm, it's kind of way off topic of everything we were just talking about. And I don't know if you've ever talked about this before, but you you uh you said you're you're in Knoxville right now. So what is a, a kid from Knoxville doing going to Kentucky? Oh man, I uh, I didn't get recruited by Tennessee. I went to a lot of their camps. Went to had a lot of buddies going there, and just kind of the way it worked. They had a couple of guys they liked a little bit better, and uh, and I've talked to Dave Serrano was a coach at the time. I talked to him uh, after the fact. You know, I've caught his son uh, son's bullpens every once in a while. But man, I. I didn't really have any big offers. I had a few, few smaller D ones and Kentucky came last minute. we like, it was like, Hey, you want to come play here? Took a visit. I was like, absolutely. So it was really, uh, um, the coach there at the time, the recruiting guy took a chance and I was very forever thankful for it. I don't think, uh, I've noticed after living in the Northeast and I know college sports isn't a, a huge thing. Obviously college hockey is, I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. But uh, college football, baseball, this, those things aren't as big up here. And I, it was nice when, when Scotty did get called up. I got to I had a, my SEC guy in the locker room, so I got to talk to him a bit. But what was it like, I guess, playing SEC conference play and the tournament? And Because I, I try to explain. It's just like I don't know why, but when you step foot on an SEC campus, it's just different. I don't know. I can't describe it. Yeah, it's, it is, it's pretty – it's pretty intimidating at first. That's for sure. I think, you know, my first, my first SEC series was uh, at Georgia my freshman year and man, we got off the bus and saw, and saw the other team and we're like, man, those are, those are men right there. And so it was just different, you know, and again, it probably had to be with, that was a, a small little freshman, but, um, but man, it's so exciting. I think, you know, they have so many passionate fans and, you know, it's, it's different than, 
minor league baseball because, you know, you only play 40, 50 games, whatever it is. And, you know, every game is pretty intense and, you know, very much matters. So it's kind of a, uh, it's just a different atmosphere and being able to play against some of the best guys in the country, you know, is, is really special. Also, I mean, you go to some really cool places, see some, you see a lot of big leaders in those rotations. (laughs) When it comes to um, just making that decision to, you know, to bet on yourself, um, is there anything that you wish you had known going into it that you know now? Um, no, pro- probably the probably to buy an air fryer a little earlier, I guess. <laughs> but is no, that, I, is that we, oh sorry, no, no, no. I I'm I'm not really sure. I think you know the way the way it all happened was was pretty was pretty special. I think you know and you know I. Couldn't couldn't have written it up any different. I think you know, especially the way it worked with um, with you know playing with one of my best friends. I never thought I'd be able to play with again. Uh, meeting some of the guys, you know, it was very. It could have been a very interesting, crappy year, or whatever. And it turned out to be pretty special. And so I, you know, I don't pro- I don't really know if I would have done better if I had known more at the time. But I probably would have. If you had an air fryer at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would have eaten a little bit better. But no. <laughs> Do you have any horror stories from playing in Lowell? Oh my goodness! Um, I don't know if I. Yeah, well, let's see. It's no longer a team, so I know. Well, it's more. I don't know if I want to say okay. it on air, but no, no, no. I. It's interesting, man. That place is is pretty wild. But you know, the first day that you sit in the locker room and the cops come in and tell you not to go certain places at night, and you know, I will say for as many, I mean interesting parts of that town they had a fantastic movie theater one of the best of the time but oh the lower one yeah oh yeah incredible. that movie theater is terrific incredible but i know exactly which one you're talking about yeah, yeah. but i i don't know man the, the travel there was was pretty bad i mean you're you're traveling and that was back when it was a three two to three game series so you're you're packing up moving packing up moving every time um yeah, I, I don't know about any horror stories. I at the time, uh, Sean Smith was the I think it might have been the GM or the field uh, owner of the field. Whatever. He's the he's in Fort Myers now. One of the best people I've met in baseball. Uh, one of the best. And so we've kept in touch over the years. And yeah, he got just got promoted to. I'm not even sure. It's not GM or uh, facility manager of the Fort Myers field. But man, one of the best people uh, in baseball. I had to ask you because I, I interviewed Steven Novacek last year, and he, since he's no longer obviously in the organization, I feel like he was just very open with it. Sure. And he's just like, yeah, like it was, uh, it was definitely an experience, and they shut yeah. off the electricity and just, I don't know, there was some stuff that I was like, I, I saw you played there. It was like right before. Yeah, I think, I think probably more of, you know, that was my first, right when I got drafted, I went right to Lowell, and, um, you know, I think I was probably still super excited and super, you know, pumped to be playing minor league baseball that I probably overlooked quite a bit of the, uh, of what would have been the horror stories there. I mean, they have you, you guys are living in the, in the dorms there, right? Cause it's, uh, it's yeah. the summer and you're like right by UMass Lowell. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I will say I was, uh, room, I roomed with Thad Ward there and, um, he'd be the first to tell you, I probably didn't, uh, probably didn't eat the best the first couple of days there. And, you know, he ordered a bunch of pizzas and had a bunch of M&Ms. And then 
we didn't we didn't pass our or we didn't have our uh, our physicals for a couple of days so we were like man we'll just chill and hang out and and man we went back for lunch and we ate probably three or four pieces of pizza and a couple handfuls of m&ms and they call me and are like hey you can do the you just the physicals just passed like you guys want to do your conditioning test right now so i ran the conditioning test with a belly full of pizza and m&ms so that was pretty that was pretty crap you're not passing that physical <laughs> no no i mean i I, I tell you what, I passed every bit. And I was sweating out M and M's for a week. So, <laughs> dude, um, following uh, Ward this year, that must have been kind of kind of cool seeing him in the majors. But with the with the Rule Five and everything, is that um, is that something that like in the back of your mind, when, as a minor leaguer, you're kind of thinking like, oh, maybe a team will pick me up for this? Yeah, yeah. I think I think. Um... You know, very all, all the players are very optimistic. I think with that, and you know, unfortunately, you know, there is isn't a lot of people that actually do get selected. You know, I know um, the Red Sox had two with him and Politi this year, but um, but man, I think you know, most most everybody is very optimistic that they're going to get picked up. You know, you, and you can you know, you can make an argument for a lot of people to get picked up, but I think again, that goes back to kind of the politics of it all. With you know, it just has to be a perfect situation for a team that's looking for something. You know, a perfect fit at a perfect time. Um, and, you know, fortunately, you know, Thad got the opportunity to go up and, and be up there for most of the year. So I think, you know, hopefully he just runs with that. So you, uh, when you got drafted, I was, I've been talking to guys about this all year. Um, but when you got drafted, there was no uh, deal in place for the minor leaguers with the, uh, the CBA, correct? Uh, correct. No, that, yeah, that's yeah. only. So that was year. post. Yeah. So mm -hmm. what, what would you think, I guess, um, I mean, obviously it's better for the players, but um, like where some of the things I know we were just talking about your time in Lowell and there probably wouldn't have been the same if there would have been that in place back then. Um, it's definitely better for the guys and everything. But what do you think is the most, I guess, uh, beneficial for the guys now that have that in place? Oh, I mean, outside of more money, I think the housing is the biggest by far because, man, we were in uh, I mean, I guess every every level you had to find your own housing and what that meant to us was you had to find an apartment complex willing to do a five or six month lease, which they would jack the prices up. Then you'd have to find oh, the man. utilities part of it. Then you have to find the cable Wi-Fi part of it or whatever. And then if, if you got promoted or sent down or whatever, you had to get someone to take over the lease. And then at the end of the, you had to cancel it all. And it just ended up being so much money. So, you know, and, and again, you know, now they get their own room own bed, everything like that. We were sleeping, you know, five guys in a three bedroom, I think one time might've been six. Um, and so it was very, I think that's the biggest thing by far, just not, not even the, the space. Cause they're all pretty nice now, actually all the places they stay, but I think the hassle of, you know, cause you don't find out where you're going until the day before and you're making a 12 hour drive, 14 hour drive, um, having to find a place to stay. So I think most of the teams did a pretty decent job with, um providing like a list of the apartment complexes that'd be willing to do a five-month lease but at the same time you're still calling you're having the head of the apartment like it just was so much work i think being able to just not have to do that and just show up where they and, and again i know all the all the affiliates do all the work and it's really a really probably a lot more for them but that's definitely the most helpful for a player ed you look like you got something on your mind Oh no! I'm. Uh, I just. I, and this is totally unrelated. I miss the mustache, Cole. I, I miss it. <laughs> yeah, the beard looks good. It looks good, but I miss the mustache. 
it'll come back. I had I had the uh, I had the mustache for for probably ninety nine percent of the year this year, and then you know we've got probably four or five weddings coming up. Thought uh, thought I grow it out a little bit, but uh, but yeah, it was it was there most of the year. It's like it's. I think it's uh, like it's. You're a good looking guy either way, but the mustache stood out, you know. So oh, I just yeah. was like, something looks different that I just hit me with that. Like, oh, he grew out the full beard. Well, it's good it took you that long. I'm glad. I'm glad it, didn't, it wasn't just uh, didn't piss you off right away. They didn't have the stash. That's what I wouldn't is. say I'm pissed oh, off. It's no, just no, no, I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> I actually. Uh... I was so impressed by when Ryan Fernandez came up this year and he had the best stash I've ever seen on a minor leaguer. I was so impressed that I grew on myself, but it was a bad time because Trevor story was rehabbing and there was cameras everywhere. And I got oh. so many photos and it was like fresh. And I, I looked like I was not allowed within a hundred feet of an elementary school. So sure. yeah, that, uh, everyone goes to that. Don't worry. It's tough. Man. It's so tough. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, what, um, I guess like heading into the off season here, you like, what, you got any exciting off season plans? Yeah, I could quite, quite a bit of, uh, of weddings coming up. You know, my brother's getting married in a few weeks. Uh, Congratulations. And, uh, yeah. So that'll be, that'll be exciting. You know, have, uh, some friends and fa other family getting, getting married. So it's, it's going to be a good time. And, um, uh, you know, just being able to spend a lot of time with the family, that's always the best part of the off season. You know, just, you know, you take little trips, but it's, you know, more about just spending, spending days with the family. So, and like I said, man, I got a lot of daddy daycare to catch up on. So it's been, uh, it's been interesting so far, but it's been just incredible. My, my last question. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. You, you, I was going to just say, who do you have for the world series? Who do you think? Uh, who do you think's taking it? Man, I would have said anything to say the Braves, but I'm watching that game. I was watching that game. Yeah. It didn't look good. So, I mean, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. My my money probably would have been on the Braves, but I mean, the Rangers came out of nowhere to fake it. Scherzer back. I mean, I don't know, but um, and I've got I got a buddy on the Rangers, so I'm hoping he Evan Carter. He's absolutely crushing it right. Oh now. my god, yeah, he's, he's been he's been incredible. And, and I will say, one of the best people in the world. I mean, just such a great kid, such a great, such, works so hard, and you know, and baseball is just just something for him. Like it, he, he loves his family, loves, loves God. It's just very baseball is just something he does and he is freaking good at it. So how, um, how do you know him? He, uh, he's from this area. So he, I trained with him yeah. for a few years down here. So he's, uh, he's been down, he's been down a bunch and, uh, he's probably, uh, Elizabethtown, Tennessee. So it's probably like an hour away, but he, he comes down, works out down here in the off season. Yeah. He's been, he's been crushing it. It's, oh, uh, it's been impressive. Yeah, um, absolutely. One of my last questions for you. I know we talked about it a little at the beginning. Um, I want to. What's your unbiased prediction for uh, this Saturday? Man, I I think Kentucky's going to kill them, but I think I think real like realistically, they looked so bad last week. <laughs> I mean, Missouri Missouri is surprisingly. Been, I mean, they're what five and one, right? Yeah. And they played – they could have won that game against LSU. I mean, the end was crap. But, I mean, man, they're, they looked all right. I, I'm saying it's going to be 28-24 Kentucky. Okay. Um, yeah. How many times – so did you – did you get – you obviously got to go to Columbia uh, mm -hmm. during the baseball um, – your baseball career. Be nice about it, but was – I know the facilities 
I know all that isn't the best, but was it, what was your experience like in Columbia? I need to know. It was over, it was raining every day and pretty cold, but it wasn't bad. I, and it was in a weird stage, I think of the field. Cause I think they had half turf, half, it was like turf in the outfield or something and dirt in the infield. I, I honestly don't remember that, but we faced Tanner and we faced like, um, TJ Sikama. We faced oh, a bunch man. of good pitchers. So, I mean, it was too. a pretty, you know, we had, cause that's, I, it was in 17 when we went there and, you know, they actually had a decent indoor. We, I think it was the football, um, that we were, we had to like warm up in cause it was raining outside, but um, I, I remember nothing in the city, unfortunately, because we were in college. It was different. You know, if your family yeah. didn't come, you weren't going to walk, like go anywhere. You didn't drive. And I honestly, that might've been before we were, I don't remember, but the, uh, but it was, it was interesting. I think, you know, it wasn't, wasn't great. The weather was crap, but I think also the, the team, they were pretty good that year. I think, you know, Trey Harris, they had, they had a couple other guys. So it was a fun, it was a fun series. I just had to ask cause uh, I, Scotty roasted me about it because uh, he said Columbia, Missouri was the worst place he ever played in college and all this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, dude, take it easy, man. Yeah, like, we're not it definitely Vanderbilt. wasn't the best, but I don't know about the worst. I mean, we're not all Vanderbilt, right? We're it's not. Like, we can't. Yeah, we can't all go to Vandy and play in front of, you know, 7,000 every night. So Exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, Ed, do you get empty in the bench here? Do you got any uh, any finals? I'm I'm good, man. I'm just uh, I'm happy. I'm happy to hear the season went well for you, and I'm really excited to uh, see what 2024 holds for you as well. Thank you very much. Yeah, cool. Well, we we appreciate the time, man. It's uh, we took you away from daycare a little bit, um, <laughs> so thank you for the uh, the time, and uh, we'll definitely would love to chat with you in the future again. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank oh, you. Yeah.